This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. For the cameras to explain why she plans on campaigning until the very end, Haley wants you to know she is not dropping out. South Carolina will vote on Saturday, but on Sunday, I'll still be running for president. I'm not going anywhere. And after she made that statement, Haley then sat down and spoke with us. What Nikki Haley told me, you'll hear it for yourself in moments. Come on in. I'm Blake Berman, and this is The Hill on News Nation. All right, here we are hanging out with us today. Scott Bolden, former D.C. Democratic Party chairman. Ashley Davis, former George W. Bush White House official. Kurt Bardella is a Democratic strategist. And Ford O'Connell, former Trump campaign surrogate. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. to you all. Nice to have you on in. Um, so we're speaking to Nikki Haley here, or at least hearing from her in moments. I spoke to, to her this afternoon. Donald Trump's campaign is going to react to all of that here on the Hill as well. But what about this decision from Nikki Haley today, Ashley, and up front, you are in her, her circle. What about this decision to basically say, you know what, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon? Well, I think especially if you look at some of the polls that they have um, him up two to one over her in South Carolina, yeah. that she needed to come out today and say that she, what she's been saying to people in various events or on various um, you know, conference calls that she's not leaving. And I think that's what she needed to do today, because everyone's going to say, you need to get out, you need to get out, you need to get out. And she has no plans of getting out. And obviously, she'll tell us soon. Is it a winner, though, to explain the process, right? Because anytime you're explaining the process, isn't that sort of being defensive? I don't know if she, exp- I didn't listen, uh, her speech today, I didn't feel like she was explaining the process. She was just saying, I'm not going anywhere, and right. I'm going to go at right. least through Super Tuesday. I don't think it was like, this delegate, this delegate, this delegate, count. Well, her staying in the race makes sense in one sense, um, because Donald Trump is going to be tried in New York in March, I think March 15th. I asked her about 5th, this, right? by the way. And if he's convicted, and this is an easy case as a former prosecutor, that he could be convicted on it because it's a paper case, that's 31 felonies. Let's say he gets convicted on half of those. He'll be sentenced by that New York judge between, say, April or May and November. And so there's a possibility, probability, that if he's convicted, he'll be sentenced in the New York State Court action between uh, before November 4th. Yeah, so I asked her, her, by the way, if this is part of her strategy. Well, I respect Scott and Ashley, okay? I don't know what nomination Nikki Haley's running for, but it's not the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. She 
is, there's no way mathematically she can win. It is all about delegates. That is the name of the game. The Trump team's going to have 1,215 delegates by mid-March. And to your point, even if he's convicted, let's say something befalls Donald and Trump. And sentence. Let's just say something befalls and Donald sentence. Trump. There is no way at the convention in Milwaukee over the summer that they're ever going to put Nikki Haley in there in any way, shape, or form. My friend is the great prognosticator. <laughs> what, what, what about it? And I'm, I I'm glad he knows because I don't know. But I do know one thing. He okay. can be sentenced if he's convicted, and the Republicans are going to have to face reality. Well, what about this decision, Kurt, for her I, to go forward I think forward we're missing the boat here. Okay. She's not in it to win it. That's not what her motivation is right so now. So then what's the motivation? Her motivation is just stay on the stage and annoy Trump. Listen, Trump went out there. She denied that today. <laughs> she, well, she, she's not going to outwardly say that because why would you? But listen, let's just follow the facts here. He, he has insulted her. He has insulted her husband. Why on earth would you get off the stage right now? What is the incentive? She's not going to have a future in the Donald Trump Republican Party no matter what happens. That's very clear. I mean, very he, Donald clear. Trump did the same thing to Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz insulted his wife, and now they're, you know, besties. Yeah. But I also think, and everyone needs to recognize this, the primary season, if she got out right now, it would be the longest primary season ever. Hard There's no reason. We, we've had, what, four states? Okay. Well, county uh, island. Look, Kurt. she's going to get out when the money dries up. That's the bottom line. The okay. only question is she going for a no-labels draft pick. That's the only thing I want to know. But Kurt's point, I, I, there, there's I no thought about that. There's no way you can that. do no-labels because yeah. of the sore loser That's law. the third party. But Kurt's point, I thought about that, but that's an expensive proposition to stay in just to annoy. Not if she's raising money. Every time that right. he goes out there and says, anyone who donates to her, you're, you're blacklisted from the party, she raises $1.5 million out okay. of that. So lots of questions for Nikki Haley. Obviously, part of the reason why she felt that she needed to go before the cameras today and sort of lay it all out and explain herself. And as I mentioned, after she did all of that, we put some questions to her as well. Myself, Nikki Haley from just a little while ago. Watch. Ambassador Haley, thanks for being with us here on the Hill on News Nation. First time, I believe. So, so welcome to the show. We appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you got it. Okay. So Donald Trump's campaign, we, we saw them, Ambassador, lay out today how they're going to get to that magic number of 1,215 delegates. We heard from you today as well as to why you're still in the campaign, but we didn't hear necessarily the how you're going to get there. Right off the top here, can you tell us what states are you going to win? What's the path forward for you here as you see it, Ambassador? Well, I answered that in my speech. I know that everybody wants to talk about what states we're going to win. We're focused on the state of South Carolina right now. Our goal is to close that gap in South Carolina. And then the very next day, we're headed to Michigan. This is about the fact that the majority of Americans dislike both candidates. 70% of Americans say they don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. We are giving them a choice. This is not something where we anoint a king in America. We can't just say after two states or three states that it's over. Everybody deserves the right to vote. Let's let them vote. Ten days after South Carolina, 20-plus states and territories will have voted. We need to Super let this play yeah. out. We need to let them know that there's, a, that there's a choice with this. Because right now, you have two candidates in their 80s. And we need to know that if we're going to deal with a nuclear issue with Russia or we're going to deal with these cyber attacks in China on our electricity grid, we need to know that someone's willing to work day and night for the next eight years to make sure that we keep South Carolina keep Americans safe. That's our focus of what we're trying to do. And so we're trying yeah. to give people the choice that they want. I, I hear you on the choice and, and talking about South Carolina and then Super, Michigan and Super Tuesday on after that. But when you look at the Republican nominees just this century, century alone, Ambassador, modern politics, 
Trump won New York, Romney won Massachusetts, McCain, Arizona, Bush, Texas. Can you explain to the casual viewer who sees the polls, you down potentially 20, 30 points in your home state, and they might wonder, why is she down in her home state? What would you tell them? You know, what I would tell them is that they said I wouldn't make it to Iowa. And we defeated a dozen of the fellas. And we didn't just make it to Iowa. We came within 1% of second place. We had 20%. They said I was down the day of the election of New Hampshire. They said I was down 30 points. We got 43% of the vote. This is the only poll that matters is the one that happens in South Carolina. That's what we're going to do. We're having hundreds of people show up at our rallies every single day. And we're getting people to the polls. And that's what matters. And I think that if you want to look at a poll, Look at the one where 70% of Americans say they don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. Look at the polls where they show that Trump can't beat Biden. And the fact is, if we want to right the ship in America, we have to win. And you can't win if you put a candidate up that's unable to win the general election. And that's really important. You talk about both candidates, right, Donald Trump and the the current president, Joe Biden, and you talked about their age. You said earlier today the presidency is the most demanding job. I'm not sure there's anyone who would dispute that. But you also said this, quote, you don't give it, meaning the job, to someone who is at risk of dementia, end quote. Do you believe that Donald Trump has dementia currently? Do you believe that the current president, Joe Biden, has dementia at this moment? I think if you ask any doctor, they will tell you that when you are getting in your 80s, you are prone to having that. Look, there's a reason pilots can't fly. But what about right now? After 65, there's a reason military, they make you retire before 65. The focus is we don't need someone going in. Look at Joe Biden two years ago and look at him today. We have serious issues. It is not normal to have an open border where we don't stop people from coming in. It is not normal that we focus more on gender pronouns than reading and math. That is what Joe Biden's giving us. But look at what Donald Trump's giving us. It is not normal that you go and say you're going to ban your opponent's supporters and not not allow them into your group. It is not normal so do you that you worry, go do you worry about with Donald dictators Trump's- and tell them to invade our allies. It's not normal that you mock military members. None of that is normal behavior from either one of them. What I am saying is Americans are saying in polls, 70% that they want normal again. They don't want chaos. They don't want this mess. They want to know that government is now serving them again. And they're not feeling that. Think about what our kids have gone through. In the last few years, they've gone through COVID. They look at the debt and they wonder how they're going to have to be responsible for that. They look at the fact that they may not be able to buy a home or get a job. And all they feel is anger and chaos. We owe it to our kids to give them something that is normal and stable again. We owe it to them to make sure we right the ship. And that's what I'm trying to do. You talk about chaos and stability. I heard you say today, Ambassador, uh, that you are going to be hanging in this race until all votes are cast. And that made me think, okay, let's, let's look at the schedule here for a second. Donald Trump, we know, will be the first president, former president of the United States to stand a criminal trial starting on March 25th. Legal observers that we've had on this show say, maybe it'll last two months, two and a half months. Okay, that brings us to early June. The last races in the Republican primary are, early, are June 4th. There's a handful of states on that date, as you know. So, so just getting right to it, uh, Ambassador, is part of your strategy to hang in there to see if Donald Trump is indeed convicted? 
my strategy is to make sure that American that the American people have their voices heard. But it is also acknowledging the realities that he will be in court March and April, May and June. More judgments or court cases will be heard. He himself has said he's going to spend more time this year in a courtroom than he is going to be on the campaign trail. That's a problem. If you look at what he's been talking about the last few weeks, all he is doing is talking about himself. Even when it came to Navalny, he didn't go and criticize Putin. He didn't talk about the courage of Navalny for fighting corruption, even though Putin murdered him. Instead, he puts up a tweet and compares himself to Navalny in the way he's being treated in these court cases. We can't have these kind of distractions and expect to win. Okay, so part one there of my interview with Nikki Haley, Ashley. Um, she wouldn't say what the path is. She couldn't really explain why she was down in South Carolina big. And then when I asked what's the strategy, is it basically to see if Trump gets convicted this summer of something? Um, she said the strategy is to make sure people have their voices heard. And I think she's going to continue to say that. It, she said earlier, too, that 49, she won um, 49 percent of the vote in Iowa and 43 percent, I think, was what it was, or 42 in New Hampshire. And so she feels that there is a base that still did want to vote for her. But how, I think what you said was most important. Why is she going to get out when she has money and she has right. support? So just because Donald Trump supporters, no offense, Ford, is telling her to get out, like, the more that he goes down, goes down, 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 down these paths with her, the less she's never going to get out. This is a delusional suicide mission. She's going to get crushed in her home state. These are the voters who know her best. And when you look at the schedule, you did bring this up, okay? Here's the thing. She is losing in every single state going forward in the Republican primary. And the other little lie she says in there is that, gee, Donald Trump's the only candidate Joe Biden could be. Right now, according to Decision Desk HQ, if the election were today, he has 312 electoral votes. He is the best opportunity Republicans have to win the general election. It seems like it's still going back and forth between the two, though, Trump and Biden, yeah. Trump and Biden. Yeah, no, I, don't, no, I wouldn't no, wait, say that. Electoral votes? Trump is doing you, better no, no, right no, no. now well, in polling you, you than at, at any poll. point he's ever done. But okay? every like, poll says she them. would be... Every no, they do not. We don't, we don't have swing state Biden. polls. That's not true. Some of the swing state polls, I know what you're saying, you're talking about national polls and CNN. Some of the swing state polls still say he does better than she does. The other thing I just have to say real quick is why are the Trump supporters, why are you so angry about it? I mean, like, <laughs> because you're draining time and resources <laughs> from us. You think it's every dollar towards Nikki way. Haley she is. She is becoming okay, okay. Joe Biden's best friend. So let me, let me ask you this. Do you love watching this? Like, as Nikki, are you saying, go, Nikki, go, keep running, keep running, Nikki, do it? It's, it's a, it's a tr the Republican Party and Donald Trump are a train wreck. Just hear me out. They have no money. They're about to change leadership months before their convention. Their top candidate, nominee, is facing 91 federal and state felony charges. They believe they can win and that he's about to stand trial, most likely get convicted and sentenced before November, and the Republican Party believes that they can win under that scenario, despite who's on the other side, but whatever you think about Biden. By the way, it's you, a, it's you know a, more, you, it's you, a crash you've shot. forgotten more law than I will ever know. Most likely be convicted is your, is your opinion. Yes, that, that is my opinion, right. but nobody's run the table on 91 felony state and Scott, let's just but say you're losing the federal no, no, I just want to say one thing. Nobody's one run word. that gambit you on that. You've said to me many, many times you'd mm -hmm. rather run against Donald Trump than Nikki Haley. I'd, I'd much rather, yeah, the Democrats would much rather run against <laughs> Okay, so under that scenario, yeah, that's yeah, that's on that note, on that, that scenario, note, if, yes. if Nikki Haley somehow were to win, she would then have to nominate a vice president, right? Of course. So what would Nikki Haley do then? And would she nominate a woman 
for the first all-woman ticket. I asked her about that. And by the way, what's the Trump campaign saying about all this? Right? Like, they, they clearly have an opinion. We're going to hear from them, too, live on this show. That's coming up from The Hill here in Washington when we return. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Crypto Fits, crypto breaking news. Brought to you by ReadingBitcoinCenter.com as we dive into some crypto lingo. Blockchains. A blockchain is a database or ledger of linked records distributed over countless computer systems around the world. The goal of a blockchain is to allow digital information to be recorded and distributed, but not edited. In this way, a blockchain is the foundation for immutable ledgers or records of transactions that cannot be altered, deleted, or destroyed. This is why blockchains are also known as a distributed ledger technology or DLT. Blockchains are best known for their crucial role in cryptocurrency systems for maintaining a secure and decentralized record of transactions. However, the blockchain concept was defined almost two decades before Bitcoin. Its ability to guarantee the fidelity and security of its data and generate trust without the need for a trusted third party makes it the perfect foundation for cryptocurrency. If I would have kept making only the minimum payments on my credit cards, my debt would have taken me 47 years to pay off. These are real National Debt Relief customers. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get out of debt by myself. Credit card, medical, or personal loan debt? National Debt Relief negotiates with your creditors to reduce what you owe. National Debt Relief got me out of debt? You could be debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months. Visit NationalDebtRelief.com to learn more and get started. NationalDebtRelief.com. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Leland Vitters. This is America's fastest growing cable news network. Getting tested is the only way to know if you have HIV, an infection that can lead to AIDS. I am Dr. Griffin Rogers, director of the National Institute of Diabetes, Digestive, and Kidney Diseases at NIH. When you know your HIV status, you can take care of yourself and your partner. My colleague, Dr. Anthony Fauci, former director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at NIH, explains. One in six people in the United States infected with HIV does not know it. You should get tested at least once and more often if you have had sex with someone who is HIV positive, injected drugs or shared needles, exchanged sex for drugs or money, or been diagnosed or treated for hepatitis, tuberculosis, or a sexually transmitted infection like syphilis. Testing for HIV is simple. Talk to your doctor or visit AIDS.gov. For more information, follow us at NIDDKGov. This is Dr. Griffin Rogers. This is The Making of America from the Jefferson Media Group. At 5.12 a.m. on April 18, 1906, San Francisco suffered a massive earthquake killing 3,000 people, destroying 25,000 buildings, and leaving a quarter million residents homeless. Resulting fires ranged unchallenged for four days and nights due to broken water mains and exploding gas pipes. 
The earthquake shook the ground as far away as Oregon, Nevada, and Los Angeles. The San Francisco police mobilized throughout the city to protect people and properties with a standing order to shoot looters on sight. Out of the ashes, city planners used the disaster to rebuild San Francisco from the ground up, and that is exactly what they did. This has been The Making of America. I'm Michael Emerson, and you can visit us at jeffersonmediagroup.com. Welcome back to the Hill. So pretty consequential day in the race for the White House, at least on the Republican side. Donald Trump's campaign says they will have all the delegates needed, at least they're predicting, in either three or four weeks' time. While Nikki Haley said today she's not dropping out, not going anywhere anytime soon. I spoke with Haley after the state of the race speech that she delivered earlier today. Here's the second part of our interview. I haven't thought about who it would be for vice president. What I can tell you is the focus wouldn't be on race. It wouldn't be on gender. It wouldn't be on a certain state. It would be who would be the strongest partner to me because the next eight years are going to be tough, whether it's the economy, whether it's getting our kids reading again, whether it's securing this border once and for all, whether it's bringing law and order back to our cities or whether it's preventing war. And so I'll want the strongest possible partner that I can have. And so we'll see when the time comes. Got a few got, got a, a few quick ones here for you, if you don't mind. Um, there's truckers that are threatening to boycott New York and New York City because of the $355 million judgment against Donald Trump. Should they? Would you support a boycott of that nature? Look, and look, I mean, my husband and his military brothers and sisters sacrifice every day for us to have the freedom to protest, freedom of speech, freedom to do anything we want to do without government getting in the way. If that's what they choose to do, that's what they choose to do. But you just made another example of how distracting it is with everything that Donald Trump has going on and how that's going to affect our economy, how that's going to affect just the workings of our country. We continue to live in this chaos and distraction that he puts us in. It's not slowing down. It's only going to pick up speed. So I'm sure we'll see more of that. Two more for you. Um, The sneakers, the $400 sneakers that Donald Trump sold over the weekend. I see you smirking there. I see you smiling. What'd you what'd you make of it? I mean, again, it's he's not focused on the American people. He's focused on the sneakers. I think you can tell that from his campaign reports. He spent $50 million of campaign contributions on his personal court cases. Think about that. I mean, look at where all his attention is going. Look at his tweets. Look at the gold shoes. Look at the campaign contributions. Everything is about his court cases. How are you going to focus on the American people? When you are completely distracted about your court cases, that is the point I'm trying to make. We can't afford that. The American people are desperate to try and get things back on track. We can't have a presidential candidate who's going on and on about the victim that he is and focusing on how he's going to pay for his legal fees and not focusing on the American people. I want to end with this, Ambassador. There was a moment in your speech today which... uh, brought you to a pause and brought you to to tears for, for a minute. I want to play it for the audience at home and then get your reaction on the other side. I wish Michael was here today. And I wish our children and I could see him tonight, but we can't. He's serving on the other side of the world where conflict is the norm. Donald Trump questioned where your husband was the other day, um, and, and I wonder what was going through your mind at that moment. 
And have you forgiven Donald Trump for what he said? Well, look, I mean, Michael and I don't take these things personally. When you're in politics, you have to, you know, get used to anything. But I will say if you mock one member of the military, you mock every member of the military. These men and women don't go and sacrifice their lives for the fun of it. They do it because they believe in something bigger than themselves. They do it because they still believe in this amazing experiment that is America. I mean, the kids and I are incredibly proud of Michael. I miss him terribly. He is like my right arm. So, you know, doing this without him has been hard. But at the same time, I'm so grateful for him and so many other men and women who are putting themselves in harm's way around this dangerous world because they believe that this country is worth fighting for. And that's why we continue to do this. Uh, it's about the sacrifice and service that we need to make for all the Americans. It is not a place for Donald Trump to be mocking the military or making light of what their sacrifice and service is. He's done this and made it a pattern over and over again, whether he says military veterans who lost their lives are suckers and losers, or whether he said at Arlington National Cemetery what was in it for them. If you don't get why they do this, it says more about him than it'll ever say about us. Okay. Ambassador Nikki Haley, we got to leave it there. Again, we thank you for the time, and we hope you come on back here on the Hill. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Okay, so that was Nikki Haley earlier today around the table. That message about military families is falling on deaf ears in South Carolina. You realize that the Trump is off shows, by 33 points in military shows, families. Yeah. There is nothing she can do. And, you know, you actually made this point earlier today. If she should have given this speech six months ago, I'm going to tell you something. If she gave this speech six months ago, she'd still be losing. Oh, were, you watching, were you watching my of live show? Of course I watched you all the <laughs> there time. There you go. I made this, I, I made I made this point. I will tell you that even if she show, gave go. this six months ago, she'd still be getting crushed because she still does not understand what the Republican Party is about today and the party that she's trying to lead. So the point that I, the point that I made earlier was if Nikki Haley gave this speech in the summer of 2023, that's fine. Right. You explain mm -hmm. why you, not Trump or Biden or any other Republican. But to give this speech today, does it show that she's on her last leg, that there's really no nowhere to go from here? I just think it shows that she understands she's not going to win this thing. And again, I don't think that's the point. There just is no reason to get out of the race. What does she have to lose? What incentive is there for her to get out right now? She's making her point. She's still raising money. She has nowhere to go after this. She's not a sitting governor. She's not a sitting legislator. She's not going to get appointed to anything in the Trump administration if he were to win. So why would you get off the stage at this point? I want to give Ashley the last word. Go for it. Um, I, I think what I've said earlier is she's got every reason to stay in because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is feeding her good talking points, too. You know, the issue that she's talking about, about military families, he gave her that talking point to talk about her husband because he raised the question of where, where she was. So there are lots of reasons for her to stay in because there are other things that can happen that will elevate her. Mrs. Davis, well, last word yeah, to you. Well, she's staying in, but one thing I do want to say, which is much different than the, all the other candidates, is she has the thickest skin. And when Chris Christie was caught on air doing his thing with her when he was getting out, I was on a trashing call with her, her. Short, trashing her. I was on yep. a call with her shortly after, and she's like, look, look, Chris is a friend. It's really hard to get out of a race like this, and I'm not taking it personally. I think some of these comments by Trump is personal, especially about her mm -hmm. husband, but she's got the thick, she's got a lot of thick skin. More thick that, skin it's than... It's not shocking that the most emotionally mature person in the race is the woman. <laughs> that may be a good All right, a quick right note now. for our viewers uh, at home and those listening on Sirius XM. The Hill Sunday with Chris Steyerwald premieres March 3rd, 11 o'clock Eastern, Sunday mornings. You are not going to want to miss it. Chris, Sunday, uh, The Hill, March 3rd, it premieres right here on News Nation. There is still much more ahead on The Hill. 
The Daily Show, I guess. The Daily version of it. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump's campaign. By the way, what are they saying with all this? They sent a blistering response today to Haley's announcement that she's not going anywhere. On the other side of the break, we will hear from Trump's campaign live. What are they saying? What do they make of that interview? What is their uh, thinking going forward? Stay with us here on The Hill. That's what they choose to do. That's what they choose to do. But you just made another example of how distracting it is with everything that Donald Trump has going on and how that's going to affect our economy, how that's going to affect just the workings of our country. We continue to live in this chaos and distraction that he puts us in. It's not slowing down. It's only going to pick up speed. Okay, welcome back. Now, of course, Nikki Haley speaking about the threat of a truck driver boycott of New York after last week's ruling that ordered former President Donald Trump to pay some $355 million plus interest in his civil fraud case. Ford, what about this? Um, this got some, some pickup, Trump, uh, truckers for Trump was trending. Good, are we good, gonna, for, good for these truckers, these blue-collar truckers, okay? They recognize a partisan fix and an abuse of the law. We are talking about a victimless crime here and a $450 million penalty. This has never happened in the history of the state of New York, and everyone can tell from a distance. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, the fix is in, and this is an abuse of power. Remember— Is, is boycott the solution? Yes, boycott's the solution, How? because I think every now and then it's great for the Manhattan elites to have to scurry around and get their own stuff. Is, is this the first of many to come? It may well be. It depends how much more they continue to abuse power. Why are you pointing at Scott? You pointed directly at Scott. I'm going to defend Scott here for a second. Let me see Manhattan elite. How the fix be in when you have massive repetitive fraud to the to the size of what Donald Trump you had conclusions of fact, but you had based on facts of law. That's the first thing. But more importantly, this. We had the, yesterday we had the head of the truckers union, one of the truckers unions on. In the history of America, these protests that the truckers have tried to do in the last, since 2016, right, have lived on the internet and died on the internet. It's not going to make one bit of difference whether they don't so, deliver to New York either. There'll be other truckers, independents, and otherwise speaking, that can deliver. Speaking of the internet, our segment that we did yesterday on, on YouTube had like more than a thousand comments. Yeah. Good uh, or bad. So I'm going to read some. Uh, here's what they said. Quote, the truckers, uh, and these are just YouTube comments. Uh, the truckers would have taken a, would not have taken a political stance if there wasn't a political stance against Trump in the first place. That's one. Mm-hmm. Ford's rah-rah uh, cheering over there. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one, what this guy fails to realize is that these things start small and then gain momentum. Someone needs to take a stand in the politicized New York justice system, and this could be exactly what's needed. Another one. You guys are uh, you guys are funny. Didn't Budweiser say the same thing? New York will be eating rats by the end of the week. <laughs> so the commenters wait, time out. So the commenters basically agree with me on just about everything, you know. And it would be nice if we could actually push New York like we did with Budweiser, but I don't. So here's the push, by the way. He's going to appeal this decision. He's got to post a bond, more money from the Republican Party. But he's got to, he's, he gets a chance to appeal, and it'll be three judges. It may be on bonk at so, the uh, appellate level. And there's where his This level, is going to be a big case is. for the New York Appellate Division. Can they actually put aside their feelings about Trump and actually follow the law? Okay. And if they can, then guess what? It's either going to be thrown I, out I, or significantly so reduced. So tomorrow on this show, can. I'll speak with Shark Tank star and investor Kevin O'Leary. Uh, <laughs> you might wonder why. Well, He um, has been pretty vocal about this topic. We'll talk about if he will no longer invest in what he calls the quote-unquote loser state of New York. 
following that ruling. Kevin O'Leary, Shark Tank fame, Mr. Wonderful himself, here on the show tomorrow. Don't want to miss it. All right, meantime, uh, as you saw earlier, Nikki Haley came out swinging today at both President Biden and former President Trump for their age and warned that, warned, she said, that both are at risk for dementia. (laughs) We've all seen them fumble their words and get confused about world leaders. That's not who you want in the Oval Office when Russia launches a nuclear weapon at our satellites. We're talking about the most demanding job in human history. You don't give it to someone who's at risk of dementia. All right, joining us now, Trump campaign national press secretary, Caroline Levitt. Caroline, thanks for being with us here on the Hill. Appreciate it. Good to see you as always. Nikki Haley. Thanks what'd so you make of what she said today? Of, of course. What'd you make of what she said today? Well, Nikki Haley certainly had a lot to say today, and it's the same message that she's been parroting for months, but clearly voters are not listening. The one thing she did not say is to name a single state that she can win. The truth of the matter is Nikki Haley does not have a pathway to to victory in this Republican primary. She lost by more than 30 points in Iowa. She lost by double digits in New Hampshire. She lost to literally none of the above in Nevada, walking out of that state with zero delegates, and now she's headed to a Another embarrassing defeat in her home state of South Carolina, where President Trump is crushing her in the polls. And the road ahead gets a lot worse. He's beating her in every single Super Tuesday state as well. She is single-handedly preventing the Republican Party from completely unifying around the presumptive nominee, President Trump, so we can take the fight to Joe Biden, who is mentally incapable of being commander-in-chief, who has created the greatest border crisis this country has ever seen, and who has decimated our American economy. We need to get to work on fighting the Democrats and Nikki Haley is preventing us from doing that. So you talk about fighting the Democrats. Your campaign today put out a memo in advance of Nikki Haley's speech. And uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but, but the campaign basically said, if you're wondering what's next, here's what it is. And let me tick through it real quick. You say um, that Nikki Haley is, quote, irrelevant and not newsworthy and should be treated as such. The Republican National Committee becomes one with Donald J. Trump's presidential campaign. Convention planning begins in earnest and the general election uh, that we have always known starts uh, now, essentially, and the case to fire President Biden is prosecuted. So that's what you say is coming uh, down the pike for your campaign. Does that begin Saturday evening or, or Sunday morning, assuming President Trump wins by a significant margin in South Carolina? When, when does that begin? Yes, absolutely. First of all, the fight against Joe Biden, the Democrats, has start has started uh, the second that Donald Trump launched his campaign more than a year ago. We've been hell-bent on exposing uh, the fraud of the Biden administration, exposing their corruption, but and I, I, also shining a light on just how better the lives of the American people were a few years ago under President Trump. As for Nikki Haley, the case has been very clear. Voters made their choice clear in Iowa, they made it clear in New Hampshire, Nevada, and they will again in South Carolina. They're There is no mathematical possibility for Nikki Haley to secure the delegates to be the Republican nominee at this point. And we are focused on moving on. I I hear you. And I I asked her about that um, as well. But generally speaking, when do you move on to the general is the more succinct way to put that question? When when do you say Nikki Haley's done? The Republican primary is over. General time. Let's go. When, when, When do you see that happening? We've already said in the memo today, Blake, as soon as President Trump has a big victory in South Carolina on Saturday night, all eyes will be focused on the general election. Okay. Um, New York Times reporting that the former president privately expresses support for a 16-week 
abortion ban. As you can imagine, that'll be one of the hot topics of the general election. Is that the case? Is that where the, the former president is right now? No, that fake news story was from the New York Times. We called it out as such. The president has consistently said that he is proud of his record as the most pro-life president in American history. His conservative Supreme Court justices were the reason that Overy Wade was overturned and that decision was returned back to the states. That's where President Trump believes that it belongs at this point. He's open to discussion when he is back in the White House with both sides to come to an agreement that everyone will be happy with. But the fake news to run a story that that he has somehow committed to a certain number of weeks at this point is totally okay. and completely false. Caroline Levitt, thanks for joining us. Uh, as always here on The Hill, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Trump campaign. Caroline, thank you. Thanks, Blake. Okay. Um, Kurt? I think they have a real problem with the abortion issue here. Uh, and I think that this is the Achilles heel of the Republican Party right now. And we're seeing, for all the talk about polls and who's doing well and hypothetical matchups, the one thing we know is this. In the elections that have happened, since Roe was overturned, Democrats outperform, Republicans underperform, Republicans lose elections they would normally win if this issue wasn't at the forefront of the American people's minds right now. And nothing I have seen from the, Dem- from the Republican Party to this point tells me that they have figured out how to navigate that. Okay, I made you listen to a lot of Nikki Haley today, Ford. <laughs> and now we just got Caroline Levitt. Look at the <laughs> smile on Ford's so face. I mean, she we got it there the we board. go. Look at the smile on Ford's Caroline face. Caroline said exactly what needed to be said. It is a mathematic impossibility for Nikki Haley to become the nominee. In fact, Dean Phillips, who dropped out of the Democratic nomination, actually has a better chance of replacing Biden than Nikki Haley ever does of becoming the 2024 Republican presidential nominee. Now to Kurt's point. Kurt makes a very good point. There are only two playbooks in the general election, because we're really in a general election, Trump v. Biden. They're going to yell threats to democracy and play up abortion as many times as possible. They've tried to get initiatives on many of the battleground state maps, including the state of Nevada. They're going to lose eventually because Donald Trump recognizes what a double-edged sword it is. That's why you saw Caroline Levitt say exactly what she said. And when it comes to threats to democracy, that's where Donald Trump's going to start to say, guess what? Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. Starts Saturday. General has already started. General starts Saturday or Sunday. Yes. yes. You're going to say no. I mean, obviously, there's. I think there's... it starts maybe after Super Tuesday. I don't okay. know why it's Saturday. I think it depends on whether or not Donald Trump has a self control not to talk about Nikki Haley and insult her. If he does that, that gives her a lease on life. Okay. So that's what I was just going to say. This is what I wanted to say and what I said earlier. And I like Caroline and. and respect Caroline a lot. Um, but everyone's just so angry about this. If, 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 if Nikki Haley is, like, not anything, Well, we got then Ford why? to smile. Uh, I know, but I just, I mean, there's, like, <laughs> it's, like, Actually, because we feel it's that, about life or death pro- when it comes to winning. But I am, if we've already moved on to the general, why does it matter? But I do have to say, abortion's a horrible issue for your Republicans. The, the problem with, with Ford's analysis, he's arguing with himself about whether the race is over or not. We, nobody disagrees that the race is over and that she's not going to win, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. But the problem is, is what his spokesperson just said. She's bearing down on uh, the abortion decision. He's taking credit for the abortion decision. That's a killer issue for women, independents, it's been a, and it, Democrats. It's been a loser it's a, for Republicans it's a loser so far. Issue for you them. gotta wonder, and we didn't even get to this today, that's why wonder, we take back the House you, and the Senate. Well, you got also, and you might Senate, you're gonna, you're gonna, you gotta also wonder no, how immigration true. and the border plays it's into all issue. this, but that's another co- conversation for another day. All right, uh, coming up here on the Hill, Elon Musk. Yes, Elon, the world's richest man, of course. Clearly one of the most powerful as well. There is new reporting out today. I mean, this would have been 
the biggest story on, on most days or a lot of days. New reporting out today on SpaceX's involvement with the U.S. government. The government contract classified and what it means for our skies and beyond. That's when the Hill on News Nation returns. And be sure to check out our weekly newsletter, Decision Desk 24, our campaign view. You can subscribe with the QR code top right of your screen. Slice of our show into your inbox. No one made fun of my picture. I'll take that as a win. The Hill, coming right back. I was holding my lap. I know. Don't hold it. This was their, their lead story earlier this morning. Quote, the Elon Musk-led company entered into a $1.8 billion classified contract with the U.S. government in 2021, according to company documents viewed by the Wall Street Journal. Now, the reporting comes also as the Ukrainian military intelligence is saying that Russian troops are using thousands of Starlink terminals after purchasing them from intermediaries. Starlink says it does not do business with Russia's government or military. Two different things going on here. Let's start with the headline. Um, it, well, think about it this way, I guess, if, if you want to combine them. Um, it, it's, it's Elon Musk's power and influence over the skies, over technology, and it seems like war, right? With, a, you know, now learning about this classified contract, or if you want to take it. Real, real quick, when I saw, first saw the headline, I thought about the story earlier this week mm-hmm. whereby the, um, the, the Senate Intelligence Committee or the committee, uh, the Gang of Eight, where there was a briefing on security because of some, something going on with Russia, right. if you will, yep, yep. and what security they were doing threat. with satellites. Yep. Now you see this classified ad. First, I mean, this, this, this headline right here. I think there's some, this kind of space war going on in regard to satellites and who's going to be there first and more powerful at, at, the, at the satellite piece or in the space piece. Because you put these two articles together, and it feels like Russia and the U.S. are racing hmm. to get ahead of each other on either uh, defense systems, something militaristic, or something commercial where the U.S. So you, wants to get a hand, a hand up or a leg up on what Russia is doing. That's what I thought. Well, I hope we always are trying to get a leg up on what Russia is doing. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, but, this is a space race. I yeah, but, but, the, but the problem race. I have with this EMP weapon is that's the plot from the movie Goldeneye, okay? That was a little bit of a political dump out EMP, there. Yeah, it. EMP, electronic magnetic pulse. That's the plot from the movie Goldeneye in 1995. Look, Elon Musk has been on this space thing since, I believe, 2002. This Early, is nothing yes, new. Yeah. This is about the fact that everyone's waking up to it. And let me tell but you, the, when it comes to technology, I'm more concerned about the Chinese Communist Party the, than I am about so, the Russians. So, but, the th- but here's the thing. So we obviously see SpaceX rockets launch right like yeah you can go and you can see the thing but now or just social media whatever but now that you're learning of classified uh you know uh elon musk company entered into a 1.8 billion dollar classified contract with the u.s government in 2021 that's just one that we know of how many more are there and do you take issue with someone like him you know, but his products are far beyond what the government has been able to create. And that's, C- the, that's the argument yeah. for it. Right. Well, they're good. I mean, it speaks to really the fact that private enterprise has so far outpaced what the capabilities are of the federal government from a competency standpoint, from a technology well, standpoint. And as long as which that's would the be case, the Republican they're going to keep outsourcing it. And how many other contracts does Jeff Bezos yeah. not have right. as well? All right. Elon Musk. Point. Okay. By the way, did you see this? Check it out. Marco Rubio, senator. Meeting with the new president from Argentina, Javier Malay. You can see the picture. Uh, he praised Rubio. Uh, the, you, whatever, you see the picture there. Throw it back up with a thumbs up. Uh, there you go, my goodness. 
So when you look at Marco Rubio and Javier Malay, he's here. It's going to be speaking of CPAC the other day or later this week. What do you see? That picture right there. What do you see? Keep I that see one a man with a great set of hair and somebody who just moved their country the dollar and has gotten a surplus in his budget. And because of that, it's a good person Laugh. for Marco Rubio in South Florida, as you and I know, yep. to be around. Laugh all you want about Malay, but they just had their first monthly budget yeah. surplus in 12 years. Yeah. What do you see in that picture? I see a guy who wants to be seen as a serious world leader. Which one? Exactly. Exactly. What do you see, Ashley? Well, he's being smart. I mean, everyone knows on the Republican conservative side he's speaking at CPAC, and yep. people pay attention to it, so it was a smart move for him. And if he is doing the surplus, why criticize him? I mean, because he has interesting hair. I see a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> That's what I see. Don't, don't, I mean, you got to take Malay seriously, though, I would say, based off of the results that they're getting in Argentina. By the way, before we go, did you see this? A surprise for drivers in Philadelphia on their early morning commute. A horse running full speed on the highway. There it is. Unclear how the horse ended up on the highway. Authorities have since captured it and brought that horse to safety. Philadelphia police posted about it on social media, and this was the post, quite literally. Hey, Philly, hold your horses so we don't have to. Be right back here on the Hill. Leland Vitterk joins me on the other side of the break. It was a massive hall, fundraising hall for President Biden. Uh, They announced it today, his campaign saying that he has $130 million cash on hand, but Leland joins us with something else that he's focusing on when it comes to the president has to do with Israel. The Hill returns. Stay with us. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I need more time to file my taxes. Help! On IRS.gov... You can use IRS Free File to get six more months. Or you can submit IRS Form 4868 by the April deadline. If you owe taxes, you can make an electronic payment and get a filing extension with no need to submit Form 4868. Go to irs.gov for details. But remember, an extension of time to file is not an extension of time to pay what you owe. We're with Bridget, whose husband won't be home for months and whose daughter is due any day. We're with Mike, who's leaving home to protect his family and yours. We're with all service members and their families who need community, connection, and maybe a bit of magic. Are you with them? Learn more at USO.org today. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
At First Tee, we are building game changers. We believe all kids deserve to feel excited to grow, safe to fail, and better equipped for whatever comes at them next. We do this by helping them develop their golf swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. First Tee coaches help young people ages 7 to 18 navigate the course, as well as guide them through new challenges in life. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Learn more at firsttee.org. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Get fact based, unbiased news coverage 24 7 on the News Nation app or on Alexa, say, Play News Nation. Are you prepared for an emergency or disaster? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. Don't find yourself saying, I'll trust water bottles and a flashlight to save the day, but I'll be proved wrong. With a tornado approaching, I'll realize that I like a wheelchair-accessible shelter. When the floodwaters rise, I'll be up in the attic with 20 cans of beans. It's a recipe for disaster. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Get started at ready.gov slash older adults. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Smokey the Bear. Then you know why Smokey tells you when he sees you passing through. Remember, please be careful, it's the least that you can do. Don't play with matches, don't play with fire. After 80 years of learning his wildfire prevention tips, Smokey Bear lives within us all. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com and remember, only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. News Nations of the Hill is D.C.'s definitive source for nonpartisan political news. Now at a new time, weeknights at 6, 5 central. There is a host of news on this day in the world of politics. Down the middle reporting you can trust. This is fluid, this is historic, and we'll take you through it. Don't miss News Nations of the Hill, weeknights at 6, 5 central on News Nation. And to find News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com. All right, welcome back here to The Hill. President Biden is boasting about his campaign cash, uh, saying the campaign announcing today that the former or that the president rather raised forty two million dollars in January alone. That is a huge number altogether. The Biden campaign now has one hundred thirty million dollars cash on hand growing by the month. Leland Vitter, host of On Balance. Well, I mean, if he decides to bow out, that'll build a really nice library. <laughs> for, for what he's going to do with the money? Yeah, $130 million library. Look, the issue for President Biden has never been raising money. Okay? Right. And, and Democrats uh, have big pockets that they're willing to open. And look, there's, there's also some moderate political donors who are willing to go and donate against Donald Trump, who's now the presumptive nominee. The problem, and we're going to be covering this in just a few minutes, the problem for Joe Biden is his base right now. The progressive mm-hmm. base is not excited. And we see him going um, out to California today. We see today, him going out to is- California. We've seen him have problems in Michigan where he's going. We've seen a lot of issues in states that should be very safe where he's having problem with Arab Americans in Michigan and with black Americans in Georgia. Not that they're going to vote for Donald Trump, right. but that they may stay home. And that is a crisis that that cash helps with, but it does not solve. Well, it it does not solve. 
right, you can't buy your way into an election. But what would you, what would you say, though, if, if I were to just push back on you and say, you know what, 130 million bucks cash on hand, 42 million, like for all the noise, they're, they're humming along. Oh, the campaign itself is doing what this campaign has been meant to do. And you would expect an incumbent, as he is, to have an enormous amount of cash on hand. He hasn't had to run a primary campaign. He can go to big donors and bundle. Uh, But again, if what you're selling to your core voters... Uh, they're not buying. No amount of cash can then make them buy. This is what we talk about in the hallway, sprinkled in with a little golf, by the way. Who do you got coming up on the show? All right. Uh, 